Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am your co-host, John O'Brien, joined as always with uh, Chris Martin by my side here. Chris, what's going on today? How are we doing? Hey, John. I'm doing well. Uh, everyone, good day. I uh, hope the summer's treating you well. Uh, certainly getting warmer, which is kind of nice. Uh, but yeah. uh, this is Chris Martin, and I'm with Atlas Marketing. And uh, as you know, we tell stories for people who build things, and Things are moving, things are building, and uh, we've got some excitement today with really cool, con- uh, really good topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And um, you want me to introduce her, John, or do you want to? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you're on a roll. Go for it, brother. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw off the whole uh, the whole the right. whole. But uh, joining us today is Katie Jackson, and she is a labor relations recruiter. Uh, very. Uh, interesting component to that and she's going to help us understand the what the labor market is looking for in terms of job opportunities and some of the changes that she's seen so katie thank you and welcome thank you so much chris and john i appreciate having the opportunity to chat with both of you guys today yeah hello kate hey. hi well, yeah thank you so first off who is kate jackson you want to introduce yourself Sure, I would love to. Uh, Yeah, Um, I am a partner with Serrano Search. We are an executive search firm that specializes strictly in labor relations recruitment. So we work with organizations across the United States to help them find um, an individual that can come in and and manage their labor relations department, um, handle the collective bargaining agreement, uh, build relationships with unions, all that kind of fun stuff that goes with labor relations, which I'm sure your audience is very well aware of. So we've been doing this. Uh, this is the start of our 10th year. We've been very successful. And uh, like I said, thank you for allowing me to join you guys today. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're based out of California, is that correct? Yes, crazy California. We are. Yeah. Um, so, so, but we do, obviously, with the power of the Internet, we work with companies across the United States. And as you probably well know, um, you know, working with the unionized workforce is the same whether you're in California or Pennsylvania or anywhere in between. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. We have two uh, two strong union states, you know, in in Pennsylvania and California. So I'm sure you've done plenty of work here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kate, let me ask you a quick question. The um, you mentioned that you are looking when you recruit people, you are focusing heavily on labor relations, like managers and directors, or are you also focusing on the actual, you know, hands in the field? That's a great question. It it depends on the client, and there really is no rhyme or reason. Um, It's interesting in the world of labor relations, the job title really doesn't matter. So, you know, you you might be um, considered a VP at one organization, and you're, you know, maybe just managing a small group. Um, You might be considered a manager, you know, with another organization, and you're literally the head person for the entire organization managing the strategy and so on and so forth and out in the field and doing doing it all so it it, it very much depends on the client so um mm-hmm. it's just yeah yeah okay well, that's good so so putting aside 2020 that will be part two of the question here um but <laughs> the first part first part of the question is how, how has your field changed the past nine years and i'm sure 2020 is <laughs> In a field of its own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, well, prior to this, as you guys know, within the pu public sector and private sector, obviously, you've, that's they're separate, right? So in the public sector, you've got roughly 33% of the population is you know unionized as far as employees go, and the private sector, it's closer to six. So we are seeing obviously a decrease in numbers. Um, I will say from my experience personally, when I'm recruiting, I tend to find individuals that like have first chair experience as far as the collective bargaining goes, um, those individuals are starting to retire. And so, you know, there's companies trying to backfill those roles um, with succession planning and things of that nature. And there isn't quite as many kind of young up and comers in the industry. So I do see a little bit of a, of a shortage. Um, we've had the opportunity to work with Cornell, which has, you know, one of the top, if maybe not the top labor relations, you know, degrees, if you will. And they sometimes struggle to get their um, recent graduates to go into some of these labor relations specific um, internships. So, it, so as a recruiter, it's just interesting because I can't, and obviously make people choose the field. But when I do ch talk to young professionals, I do encourage them to really become an expert in that field because I do see that there will be a need. Um, so, so yeah. And then 2020, I think, just I guess to kind of go with the question there, I do see a change in the sense that there's been a lot of uptick with union activity with COVID. Um, so I do see that, that organizations, companies across the United States um, might see that their employees want to join a union. And oftentimes companies don't understand how that process works. So I do see there will be an increased need for professionals in this field. And you mentioned Cornell and uh, knowing that they do have such a strong labor relations program. What are, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing in terms of fitting that need or filling that need, I should say? Well, I, kind of broad, broadly, I think that the young professional coming into the workforce is more focused on the human resources side, um, more of the employee relations side. And since it, the unionized workforce tends to be smaller, I mean, I know personally if I was coming out, I would say, well, look, it's roughly 6%. Why would I, you know, focus my attention on that, um, you know, subset of labor relations, which is, I kind of make it, how do I, how do I explain this? It's kind of like if you go in to become a doctor and then you become specialized, that's how I see an HR professional. They come in as H, an HR, get their degree in that, and then they can specialize in that labor relations component. So when I talk to somebody that's like, oh man, I loved my class on collective bargaining and I just thought it was fantastic, I always encourage those professionals to do that because it is a very specialized group of professionals that do that work. And um, I think it takes a special personality to handle it. You can't be afraid of confrontation. You can't be, I mean, it is a contact sport as far as negotiations go. You have to um, be confident in yourself and, and your organization and who you're representing. So I do think it does take a special person to do this type of work. So hopefully that answers your question. Mm -hmm. No, it did. And I, I like what you said about contact sport because you're absolutely right. Um, every negotiation that I've at least been somewhat un involved uh, with the labor side. It's been more on the communications element from my perspective, but it's definitely been a contact sport, that's for sure. Um, watched a lot of uh, heated debate, shall we say. Um, but I think but that's, that's an interesting component because that kind of goes into the whole stereotype, if you will. And I would imagine there are stereotypes galore in what you see 
and, and what and, and the industry as a whole from from the labor relations perspective. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I absolutely love working with people that have a labor background. They're just really honestly easy to get along with. They tend to have a great sense of humor. Um, they're confident, like I said, in who they are. And I think somebody that's excellent at this job can build relationships ultimately is an excellent individual with networking because you have to have a relationship on both sides of the table. You can't be on one side or the other. Obviously, you're there representing the company and you have to look out for the best interest of the organization as a whole, but you also have to recognize that you have employees, whether they're part of a union or not. It takes the whole group to make the organization work, and when things don't work well, um, obviously, everything, everybody suffers. And I don't know if you guys are following the news, but Bath Ironworks right now, they're going, I think they're in their sixth week of a strike. And it's just, it's hard on everybody. Um, so I think the, the individuals are excellent at this role and um, know how to work both sides of the table, understand how it works. Th that's what I love about the individuals that we work with. We tend to, um, they're just great people and they're good at, at, at building relationships. As a uh, person who negotiates on behalf of KCA, uh, thank you. We are great people. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no we, I, I uh, agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we uh, at KCA, we negotiate, I believe, 17 or 18 different labor contracts in, in Pennsylvania, spread all across the state. And, uh, you know, I had no formal training or even in informal training. I was just hired and I was told, you know, the labor relations field has really changed over the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, and it's not so much us versus them. It's now teamwork, and you know, there's there's this. Uh, they just said, hey, just learn by experience. Just get to the negotiation table, and and you know, I had some contractors with me, so I wasn't alone. But I'm I'm glad to hear about Cornell and and other other outlets that are out there just to get just to help myself help myself in this role. So that's that's good to know that there's resources out there. Are there any other good resources you would recommend for someone in this field? Well, I just think just becoming um, a student, meaning like, for example, for me personally, I set up Google alerts with various kind of titles, you know, whether it be like labor mm -hmm. relations or NLRB or collective bargaining and just spend 20, 30 minutes a day reading up on what's going on in, in that space. Um, I know there's a lot of fabulous podcasts. Obviously, this would be an example. Mm -hmm. There's just so much information out there. Um, Cornell has a great program. I don't know, like you said, you were thrown into the fire, it sounds like, and you've been very yeah. successful learning, learning on the job, and that oftentimes is the case. It, it takes a specific personality. Um, we've worked with people that you know, do not have a degree all the way up to somebody that has their master's. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily you have to have a particular background in education. I just think it takes a particular individual and um, qualities in that individual to be successful in the role. And if you get with the right organization and you have some great mentors, I think that's the key um, mm -hmm. to being successful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and do you, once you place someone, I mean, does it end there or do, does your firm offer additional services to help out? Well, the, typically, well, the way that it works is I always want to keep an open, do open door with everyone that I work with. Um, the way that it works is a company would hire us and then we help that organization find the best fit for them. And I, like I said, every client's very different and has different expectations. And then obviously you have the culture of that organization and the culture 
of that you know, particular team that they're working in and the personality of the hiring manager. So there's all these moving pieces. Um, but I, like I said, I've tried to keep the doors open with all candidates I work with because obviously not all candidates get selected for you know, that particular role. You know? So um, it's, a, it's a fine balance because you're working specifically for the client, which is the company that's hired you, but you also are working for that candidate to make sure that you know, he or she is in a good spot so we try to continue the relationship even after you know, maybe a particular search is done, uh, stay in contact. If they need help, particularly with their resume or interviewing skills or things of that nature, that's where I feel like I, I shine because that's my background. So I'm always an open door. I've met with multiple people. Unfortunately, people are getting laid off right now because of COVID. I've had multiple people reach out just kind of asking, hey, would you mind looking at my resume and just taking a peek, uh, make sure that it makes sense. And you know, or I'm interviewing with this organization. Do you happen to know anyone there? And so I'd like to think that we open our doors, especially right now. It's just a rough time in America, and it's heartbreaking. Some of these fabulous people that have been laid off, no fault of their own. Um, it's really, honestly, quite heartbreaking. But, but yeah, we, you know, and we continue the relationship with our clients too. But oftentimes, because of what we do, it's more of a one-time fill, meaning that they'll have a, you know, VP of labor relations for their organization and we help them fill that role. So it's not like there's multiple positions, like maybe a call center would have multiple positions. Um, and then I will say, I do find that in the labor relations space, there's not a lot of turnover. I think once the individual's in there and gets up to that level, they're going to be in there for quite some time. So, um, so, so that's how we work. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kate, if I could ask, you know, from that resume review and um, you know connections within your network, your own individual personal network. What are some things that that you, you you're finding right now, or have found, in, in let's say in the last couple of years, that are really helpful to make people stand out? Because you're absolutely right. There are people that are unemployed and people are looking for jobs. But if we can give anybody some input on how to help themselves at this time, that would be really. I think that'd be helpful to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, the one thing I will say is LinkedIn is the go-to for, I think, pretty much every recruiter out there, regardless of what industry you're in. Um, so if you're not on a LinkedIn and you don't have some type of an account set up, I would highly encourage you to do that. For me personally, I'm always looking just for specific uh, you know, jobs, or I shouldn't say jobs, but words like labor relations. So for example, if you're a labor relations professional, make sure you're including that in your LinkedIn profile. Um, even if your job title is making people happy officer or something silly, make sure that you are talking to your audience and know who your audience is. So um, that would be my kind of your fir- first step. Um, as far as, as resumes, you know, I, I, I like people just to be very clean with their resume and obviously putting in job titles, even if it's not your exact job title, making sure to use those keywords. So for an example, if you're online looking for a role and you take that job description, really go through and highlight the keywords that you're finding in that job description and make sure you're including those into your resume and into your LinkedIn profile. So I think for using labor relations as an example, they're pretty much very similar. So you're going to make sure in your, you know, in your LinkedIn and or resume you're putting names of the unions that you've worked with, making sure you're adding the word collective bargaining, making sure, for example, if you're a first chair or second chair, 
um, using those types of terms, if you handle grievances or you know, arbitrations, things of that nature, anytime you can add those types of details, it just helps the recruiter find you. Um, but the biggest thing for me is just making sure that your LinkedIn and or specifically your resume is really matching that job description as best as you can because you might have a recruiter that doesn't really understand the job, might have 50 requisitions on their desk looking for 50 different people. So you really need to dumb it down for them and make sure that they see you and see you know, your resume and know, oh, look, you know, this person has, is a labor relations manager and he or she has worked with these unions and he or she has ma managed this, this amount of collective bargaining agreements or you know, those types of things. So just trying to um, really narrow down what your job responsibilities are, but more specifically highlighting your accomplishments. So if you've negotiated contracts, were they successful? How much money did you save the organization? You know, what's your relationship with the union? Um, those types of things that you want to highlight. What makes you good at your job? Great advice. Great advice. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Yeah. Well, it, I can't if I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just say, I'm sorry, John. I just had a quick follow-up to that. It um, mm. just popped in my head. Are you finding that there are like specific regions currently or states that are the kind of the, uh, pardon the word, hot spot for labor relations at this moment? Um, well, at this moment, I, I think I could say more sector, like the healthcare sector, I would say, is, very, is a hot spot right now for union activity for that's obvious fair. reasons. Yeah, um, California is always, always hot just because it's a ginormous state. I mean, obviously, there's close to 40 million people in this state, so that helps. And obviously, the East Coast in general, um, there's a lot of obviously union history there. So, um, but right now, I would say specifically sector-wise would be healthcare. Okay. And and you cover all sectors, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, our niche is is labor relations specific. It doesn't not matter sector. Okay. Have you seen an, an uh, uptick at all as far as education? Because I know there's a lot of activity when you read the news about teachers. You know whether they go back to school or teach online, it seems like there's a lot of pushback, a lot of give and take in those uh, discussions. Yeah, we honestly don't uh, touch a lot of the public sector. I do follow it in the news just because, yes, it's a, it's a hot topic right now. But I will say that it tends that the, you know, either the um, districts handle the negotiations. I don't, they, if the district is large, then they tend to have a person that maybe is the, you know, a labor relations person that okay. does the work, but and it just depends on like the state and the area, and there's a lot of variables in there. Um, but yes, absolutely, there's been a lot of union activity there with the teachers going back and concern on on you know all sides. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, we're talking right now with Kate Jackson of Serrano Search, and she's a labor relations recruiter and. Uh, Again, thanks for joining us today, Kate, um, and joining the Building PA podcast. Uh, John, do you have any other any other thoughts, comments? Questions? Yeah, just just kind of uh, one last question I had was, um, you know, you offer some some resume services, and you I believe you also mentioned interviews. Um, I don't know, you maybe want to touch on that and just see what kind of services are related related to that that aspect. Well, yeah, if you're 
uh, an organization or company that's looking to hire a labor relations professional for your organization, obviously we can assist you with that. If you are on the job seeking side and you're interested in pursuing an opportunity and need some assistance with your resume and or you know, touching up on some of your interviewing skills, we obviously can help with that. There is no charge on the candidate side or the job seeking side. The way that it works in the executive search firm is the organization or the company is the individual or group that's hiring us to help them find the right candidate. But as just like in labor relations world, you're always networking, right? And we're in, yep. it's a small world. So we want to build a good relationship with those that are in the profession and help as much as we can. And specifically right now with, you know, all that's going on in the world, um, you know, we just want to make sure that, I don't know, our network is taken care of. Like I said before, we've, I've been talking with individuals that have been recently laid off and, and assisting them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, that's pretty much all, all I have, Chris. I don't know if you had any last comments. No, Katie, thank you again. This is this is very helpful and, and, and obviously very timely. Um, oh, great, Chris. Thank you. And thank you, John, too. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Is, is there, could, could you share your, um, you know, if you're willing to, you know, obviously the, the, the website and uh, that uh, let people uh, reach out to you and even companies as well to, to reach out or um, share some information on how people can get a hold of you? Of course. Um, so our website is serranosearch.com. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Kate Jackson, and again, with Serrano Search. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I, I should have it set up where anybody can connect with me, even if you're you know, a third-degree separation. Because like I said, I, I, and I'm, I'm always open to the opportunity to network, um, whether you're a labor relations professional or not. But obviously, that's more or less my expertise. Good. Good. And I know that on the on the Building PA podcast, we will be connecting with Kate too, so she can see all the posts and even hopefully she'll comment and share her in, input too, right? Um, yes. I have to, oh, shameless plug, I have to admit, you know, yes. got to do that. <laughs> you know, Nothing wrong uh, with that. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all, right? Um, but uh, it's the marketer in me. What can I say? Uh, it, again, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Um, for those listening, uh, reach out to Kate via LinkedIn and tap into her uh, vast experience to, to help get uh, opportunities and, and hopefully get everyone back to work as soon as we can. Um, you can listen to Building PA Podcast on uh, Apple, Spotify, all the podcast platforms, and also uh, follow us uh, not only on LinkedIn and Facebook, but also visit our website at buildingpapodcast.com. Well, thank you again, Kate, and uh, been a great conversation. And uh, we will uh, we'll talk soon. Thank, well, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye bye. Bye.